So you're tempted to say yes because there's this off there's this massive pay rise on the table and it's an opportunity to work with a company you really admire. But because you understand your motive, you understand your long-term strategy, you end up staying focused on your goal. So I think that's why it's really important. So Paddy, you have got a new toy. I've got a new toy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, it's a, I don't know how to say it, is it Aeron? Uh, I presume so, yeah, Aeron, yeah. Is, and it's a, basically it's meant to be like the best office chair in the world. Well, that's what, that, that's what I hear, yeah. I, um, well, it has, uh, as you always should do when you're going to buy something new, you asked on Twitter what the, what the best office chair was. And um, this seems to be the kind of the number one. Everybody's recommending it and stuff, so. What's the other one, a Herman, a Herman Miller or something? That, that, that is this, yeah. Herman Miller oh. or the... They're oh, the company right. that make it. Oh, I see. But so. it's it's a massive investment though, isn't it? Because I've been thinking about getting one because we do spend so much time sitting down, so we have mm. to take care of our bodies um, when we're doing it. But it's, it is hundreds and hundreds of pounds, isn't it? Yeah, they're really expensive, but they're yeah apparently the, the best. And I know myself, I have terrible posture when I'm sitting at the computer and I'm sitting here all, all day. So yeah. I needed a new office chair. The old one I had was was rubbish. But um, yeah, you have to kind of, if you're going to put in years of sitting behind a computer, then I think you have to go for the the best. And I feel it already. So I've, today's like the first day I've been actually sitting for a longer period of time on it. Mm. And you can feel, yeah, well, it definitely is uh, putting you in a different position than... Uh, than what I was normally sitting in. So I hope mm. that's a good thing. Yeah, I have a really bad back, so mm. which I shouldn't have at 27, but I think it's from a lot of the weightlifting I've been doing over the last couple of years. I seem to get, maybe my form's rubbish, I don't know, but I do. And, and of course it doesn't help that I sit down so much as well. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe I'll get myself one as a wee, a wee present, a wee reward. You can probably uh, You can probably try one out at least. Yeah, and I have some exciting news. Oh. Yeah, I'm really excited. So um how do I word this? Okay, so this month in the first the first five days of August alone, I completely surpassed how much business I placed with insurance by Jack than in the entire previous month and as a whole. Fantastic. So I know, right? So I'm I'm really excited. I hope that this is I hope it's not just a random spike and I hope that this is a sign that my business is growing. But I just mm-hmm. couldn't believe it. Wow, the first five days and I completely blew last month out of the water. So That's brilliant. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, you get that. Um whenever you're yeah, whenever you're setting up something new, like it takes a while. You have to keep pushing at it and pushing at it. Um and you but eventually you start getting these these little spikes of, of success in the beginning phases. And then it, it, you know, then it just becomes a, that's the norm. Like it just become, you get more and more little successes and then they join together and it's, um, yeah, then you're up and running, but yeah, it takes time. You have to like, that wasn't an overnight thing. How long have you been setting up now? Well, this is my fourth month. So, and, and it has been very slow. It's been a slow, 
slow um, builder, uh, if that makes sense. Slow burner. Slow burner. That's it. I always get the words wrong. Um, <laughs> but and I and I was in the in the beginning few weeks and even the first month or so, I was like, oh my goodness, am I doing the right thing? So I think this is finally kind of starting to validate. Yeah, you're right. It does take a while, but you can't help but battle those feelings of doubt in the early days. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so many people in in four months within the first four months they would have given up on it if it, if it wasn't if it wasn't on day one becoming a success they would have uh there would have been the doubt would have got too much for them and they would have given up but you've you know stuck with it and now it's starting to get some momentum yay so let's go into this week's topic because okay. that that wasn't this week's topic um I thought it would be great to talk about a kind of a self-discovery episode where we talk about the why behind what you do. So I know for myself, this is something that I've never actually really questioned. And I'd imagine it's the same for a lot of people too. We're kind of typically programmed to go through school. We decide what subjects we like and what we're going to pursue with our um, you know, higher education in college or university. And then once we've finished that, hopefully we get a job in the field that we've been working towards. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a case of pick something and work towards it. A lot of us have our eye on the prize, but we don't really get to the bottom of what's motivating us to achieve that. So in the first episode, you and I both talked in quite a bit of detail about our goals about what we wanted to do. For me, it was, I want to be booking 10 weddings a year and I want to be charging quite a high price bracket for those. But I also simultaneously want to be running my insurance business with mm -hmm. a, a kind of focus on good technology. And for you, it was, if I remember correctly, you were kind of hoping to phase out client work completely. You had a children's book is is that right? Do you want to just kind of summarize what your goals are again? Yeah. So for me, it was, um, I wanted to, yeah, phase out from doing client work and concentrate more on my own, uh, personal projects and, uh, the kids apps and, uh, the kids apps were the, the main thing I wanted to, to work on, um, and kind of gradually move into, you know, full time, just putting on my own stuff out there, uh, and not, um, not having clients as such anymore. Um, so that was, that was, you know, my goal. I, yeah, I guess in the first episode, that's what we, that's what we talked about. And that's still, yeah, that's still my goal at the minute. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still am on the same track that I was, that we spoke about in the first episode. Nothing's changed there for the both of us. Then we know what we're working towards, mm -hmm. but, but why are we working towards those things? That's the big underlying question here. And the reason that I've started to question that is because I recently stumbled across the five whys model, which some people might have heard about, some might have not. I, I hadn't heard of it until recently, but I came across it when I was reading The Lean Startup, which is a very famous book. Have you read it, Paddy? I have not. It's okay. It's like... When you get to like 75% of the way through, you've like, you've read the whole book practically. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I heard about it in there and then I came across it again recently through Justin Jackson, who, if you haven't heard of him, he's a, a product person. He has a podcast. He writes a really great blog and newsletter. I like him a lot. And it was when he mentioned it that it stuck with me. So 
What is the five whys model? Well, it's an iterative question asking technique used to solve problems or come to conclusions. And it's used a lot in kind of agile software companies. Um, so if you work in a software team or build software, you've likely come across this model before. Um, the most, the, the biggest business to kind of employ this technique is Toyota, um, which I read about how they use it in the lean startup. But in this case today, I thought it would be good to apply it to our goals surrounding mm-hmm. our businesses or, you know, in, in my case, the, the 10 weddings a year and the insurance business. And in your case, kind of phasing out client work and the kids apps and what and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know if, um, shall I just, shall I just jump right to my five whys and then get into, maybe I should. Yeah, go for it. And then we'll, and then we'll go through yours. So you start with a goal then with this, the five whys model, you start with, yeah, what you think your goal is first. Yeah. Yeah. So in my case, my goal is I want to shoot 10 weddings a year for a higher price bracket and also run my (laughs) insurance business. That's my goal. Okay. And then you subsequently ask why five times to get to the root of your real motive. And I'll tell you something. When I first did this, when I first did this, it took me about 40 minutes to actually get to the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just going to go through mine now. Okay. Go for it. So, you know, my goal, 10 weddings, blah, blah and insurance business. Why? Because I want the freedom to flip between different businesses. But why, Ashley? So that I have the variety of working on different projects. But why? Because I think it puts me in a healthier position financially. Why? Feels really silly asking yourself why so many (laughs) times. Because then I'm not reliant on just one source of income. But why? Because I'm not, nor do I want to be, boxed into conventional full-time employment. I want to have multiple projects which generate income. So there's my kind of motive. I don't want to be boxed into conventional full-time employment. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that definitely works for some. But for me, that's my idea of, that's my idea of hell to be honest. Mm-hmm. So that's my ultimate motive. I just want to be able to have multiple projects of my own, which are generating income so that I'm not Missy's Monday to Friday, nine to five. So that's, we'll talk about how close I am to that in a minute, but let's go through, let's, let's talk about your goal and your whys. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for, for me, my goal would be uh, to phase out client work uh, and why so I can concentrate on just doing my own personal projects uh, and why uh, I get more enjoyment and satisfaction out of my own personal projects than I do with, with client work. Why? Because I have full creative control over it. Then I'm kind of getting stuck with asking why, why is, why do I want that full creative control? And I guess because, yeah, I guess I find myself getting frustrated a lot with with some projects where decisions are made yeah for what I would consider the wrong reasons and it's not it's not what's best for the user or 
what's best for, you know, the overall design aesthetics or whatever those reasons may be. It's, it's reasons made for, uh, it's, you know, decisions made for other reasons like, uh, budget reasons or, you know, personal preferences and things like that. So for me, then the, why I want to have full creative control is to, it's to avoid that, to get, I want to have a, I want to be satisfied in, in the, the work that I do and enjoy it more. And I want to, yeah, I want to be able to control, uh, what goes on and, um, what, what gets put out there, what, what I put out there. So I want to control the work, um, the work that I put out there. So I want my, yeah, legacy of work. I want to have more, more say in what exactly that is. So, uh, if I'm doing client work, it's not only my decisions and my skills that are going into it. Um, if I'm constantly doing client work, there's a load of other factors that affect it. But if I build up my portfolio of my own personal projects, then at the end of so many years, I can look back and think that for good or bad, that work is, you know, is my work. And I, uh, I made the decisions for, for how it turned out. That makes total sense. So really you want to phase out client work because you, act, you, you want to be proud of the work that you're putting out there. You yeah. want to be proud of the kind of legacy that you're leaving. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. I think that's why, um, yeah, why that's, that's probably, there are probably, a, yeah, a couple of reasons. One is the, uh, that I enjoy doing my own work more, but I think the bigger overall issue is I don't want to keep putting out, um, projects that, that, you know, things niggle at me. And I know that, that some decisions were made for the wrong reasons. And if I'm in control of it, then I know, um, that I made all the decisions and, uh, at least I'm happy with, with how everything turns out in it. So, uh, yeah, I want to have more of a portfolio at the end of the day. That's more it's built up more of, of work that I'm really proud of. That makes sense. But see, when I, when I first read about the model and I thought, okay, I'm going to apply this to my, to my goal and, and find out why I'm doing what I do, what, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And my immediate thought was, well, I'm doing this because of money. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think a lot of people will initially think that they're doing something because of money. I'm working for myself and I'm, get, you know, using these two businesses to generate income because I want to have more control over how much money I make. That's what I thought. That's why I thought it was doing it. Because when you work for somebody, you, I might be wrong, but you don't really have as much control over your income, do you? When you're, when, when you, you're an employee. Yeah. You yeah. Cause even when you do put in overtime and you work more hours, you're not always rewarded financially because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like for example, this month is a good, this is a good example for me. What I was saying to you at the beginning of podcasts, I've had a really good month mm-hmm. and I've like surpassed all of my targets. If I worked for somebody, I probably would get like some tiny, tiny wee bonus. Like here's a free ticket to Cineworld. Mm-hmm. Go to the cinema, but because I'm working for myself, I get to reap all of the rewards. Mm-hmm. Um, so at first I thought that was why I'm working for myself and building these both these businesses. But 
I kind of knew in the back of my head that that wasn't really the reason. Um, and, and by spending, like I said, it took me a good 40 minutes or so, half an hour, 40 minutes to get to the bottom and go through the five whys and really think about it to discover that it's because I don't want to be boxed into full-time employment. Um, but did you, would you say that you immediately knew your reason or did it take you a while to figure things out? Have you, have you been enlightened by this experience, Paddy? Yeah, absolutely. When I was, you know, preparing for the podcast, I went through the five whys, but I got kind of stuck at about three and it was only there, you know, five minutes ago that, that I live on air came to the conclusion that I wanted to have a, a portfolio that I was more proud of at the end of the day. That that was the real reason that I, that I want to phase out client work. So that's, um, yeah, it, it took a while before I got there and it was only after really pushing myself to, to try and find another why. Um, because before when I was preparing for this, I kind of got stuck and then just ended up after three saying, yeah, I want to have full creative control. That's, the end reason, but it wasn't really, it was more, I wanted to build up a portfolio of work that I'm really happy with. Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe we should talk about, maybe we should talk about like, why is it important to understand what you're doing? Does it even matter? Like you've got your job, you're making money, who cares? But I think it is important to you. Yeah, totally. Now I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, enlightened. Now I'm, I'm, thinking uh how i'm approaching this phasing out client work uh in a different way so it's yeah it's made me question it a little bit and question oh do i really need to totally phase out client work or is it do i need to just find more client work that uh, i have a lot more creative control in so yeah perhaps the the goal isn't isn't yeah just as simple as phase out client work uh, and maybe it's, maybe it's more, maybe my goal is more build up a portfolio of work that I'm as close to a hundred percent happy with and proud of so that maybe that doesn't have to just be my own work and no client work. Maybe it can be mostly my own work and a selection of client work that I have a lot more creative control in. Yeah, see why this exercise is so good. Yeah, it's good. So good. So one of the things that Justin Jackson, the guy who kind of brought it to my attention, said, you know, why is it important to understand what you're doing? Justin said, the key to getting things done is to understand why you're doing them. Mm -hmm. And that's that's such a simple notion. Yeah, it's something that I've never really considered before. But if you understand your your why, your motive, then you do have a really clear goal to work towards and you're less likely to get distracted or sidetracked. For example, you're working, you're working for yourself and your ultimate goal is to only work three days a week because your motive is, well, I'm also a really avid surfer, so I want to balance my work with my love for surfing. And in a company you really admire headhunts you and they offer you a job with a ton of money. But of course, it's your kind of typical Monday to Friday in the office, nine to five kind of gig. So you're tempted to say yes, because there's this off, there's this massive pay rise on the table and it's an opportunity to work with a company 
you really admire. But because you understand your motive, you understand your long-term strategy, you end up staying focused on your goal. So I think that's why it's really important. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that you said, I know that you've just said to me that you your initial goal was that you kind of wanted to phase out client work, but actually going through this, the five whys, live on air, mm-hmm. it's made you realize that maybe it isn't all about phasing out your client work. So maybe this question is a bit redundant to you, but how close would you say you are? Well, actually, no, it's not because your final motive was to kind of put work out there that you're proud of. So mm-hmm. how close are you to to that to that motive? So my, yeah, I guess my goal then would be put, be constantly putting out work that I'm a hundred percent proud of. How close am I to that goal? I guess I'm, I'm not, I'm not that close at the minute. But Paddy, Um, you're amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, But uh, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't agree with that. There's, there's projects that I'm, you know, currently working on or stuff that I'm putting out there now that I'm not a hundred percent happy with how everything went. And I am realistic as well. I know you can't be a hundred percent happy with, with everything that you put out there and there's always going to be other factors, but my goal is to be as close to a hundred percent satisfied with the work I'm putting out there. And I think I need to first try and at least do solely my own projects for a while or put a lot more time into just working on my own on my own uh, pet projects and trying to get more of them get more of them out there so until i think that's the next milestone i need to put like at least another couple of apps or products or whatever out there and get them completed at the moment i'm just working away and I have some client projects that I'm that I'm working constantly on as well so it's at the moment I don't feel I've gotten much closer to my goal and that's probably my own fault for not putting enough time into the into the you know working on my my own stuff Mm. Do you think that's something that you're going to change then? Because it it's interesting to hear you say that because from the outside looking in, I know I've said this a bunch of times before, but it really always looks to me like you've totally got things figured out. You're really good with your routine. You get up super early. You shut down your computer after a certain point. From the outside, yeah, it, it, it may look like that. And that's something we chatted about before the, I think it was on the, was it the talent versus hard work? Yeah, uh, episode where you always see people, you know, from the outside, and you don't see, you don't see the the difficult uh, struggles they go through where they're, you know, banging their head against the table because of, you know, certain design decisions are going in the wrong direction, or the mornings when I do get up, but I'm totally unmotivated to, to actually do anything and spend half of the day not really achieving anything. Um, so, I mean, you don't, you don't see all of, all of that. So it's, it's an, an entirely, this whole exercise is an entirely personal thing where only you can see, and you know yourself, if you really ask yourself, you know, why, why, why only you can see if you're really meeting your goals or not. So it's, it's, uh, 
what what stage do you think you're at in your achieving your goal do you see a lot of uh, a lot of stuff still ahead of you or yeah i'm like i would hazard to guess and say i'm a couple of years off my 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 kind of goal because i'm still running my insurance business full time so i'm you know here in in the office monday to friday kind of mm-hmm. working conventional hours and that's to be expected because i'm only in the fourth month of my business so i'm still building up if i remember correctly it took my dad 2 years to make his insurance business relatively self sustaining mm-hmm. um not that when i get to 2 years i'm just going to sit back with my feet up but you know there's yeah. there's a sense of once you get so far into a, a business especially with insurance cuz we work off of renewals too it can be self sustaining to an extent yeah so i'm working full time right now my photography income isn't as high as I'd like it to be and all of the money well a lot most of the money that I make from photography is kind of getting put back into my insurance business so I would say I'm a couple of years off of where I want to be and I'm okay with that because I can see that right now I'm I'm definitely on the right track I've got both of these businesses they're both generating a bit of income. So I'm on the right track. But yeah, I would definitely say, and I, I'm okay with it being a long-term strategy as well. I'm definitely not one for quick wins and mm-hmm. building businesses for lots of money really quickly and selling them. This is, you know, a long-term strategy and I'm okay with that. So yeah, a few years yet for me. But now that, you know, now that I kind of know what my why is and I know this I can't ask you this because you've kind of just gone through this exercise today but now that I know what mine is have things changed for me and I would say yes they have because going back to what Justin said the key to getting things done is to understand why you're doing them now I know that I'm not doing what I'm doing for money it's simply about not being boxed in and it's mm-hmm. it's made me realize that I am actually in a really good place in my career right now. And like I just said, I'm on the I'm on the right track. And yes, I still have bigger goals, like really changing technology in the insurance industry and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I have the variety that these two businesses are bringing me. So my business may not be self sufficient yet, and it will take me years to get there. And I'm I've not hiked my prices up to what I want them to be. But I'm headed in the right direction. And mm-hmm. I was, I have been, I have been offered two jobs, two jobs by insurers in London. But, and the, it was very tempting to take them, even though I don't like London. But it was very tempting because, you know, going to, to London, the capital, ooh, and, and getting paid a lot more money. But if I had taken that work, that would have been the complete opposite of what my ultimate motive is, isn't it? That would have mm-hmm. been me boxed into full-time employment. So I feel that really by getting to the bottom of this, I have so much more clarity for where I'm headed. Mm. But the, getting those job offers, that that just shows you that you're on the right track, that other people are noticing, okay, Ashley, is she knows what she's doing. We should get her in here to to get us on the right track. But if you have your own, your own goals, don't be, you know, going off at the first exit and, and, you know, taking a job where you'd be sitting behind a desk, accomplishing somebody else's goals. And then in a couple of years time, you'll be like, "Mm, I'm not really, not really happy with the direction this is going. And then you'll be back to square one. So, but you should, yeah, use those, 
use those job offers as motivation that you're you're clearly doing something right oh yeah they both said the same thing that they want me for my creativity because you don't really see a lot of creative people working in insurance it's more about the numbers and the suits and the ties and whatnot um but but yeah i think that i just want to get people who are listening to this episode to get to the bottom of their why. And this can be applied to anything. It doesn't have to be your business. It can be the portfolio that you're trying to build or the book that you're trying to write. Um, For some people, they might find that they're doing what they're doing to have the ability to travel, or maybe they want to become an established figurehead in their industry, or maybe they only want to work six months of the year so that, you know, I used the surfing example earlier so that they can go and surf for the next six months. But your exercise for today, listeners, is to get to the bottom of your why. What's your goal? And subsequently, ask yourself why five times until you get to what it is that you're really trying to accomplish. And I think it will give you much clarity and focus. Yeah, I think it's it's really worth doing. I'm sometimes a bit skeptical about these sorts of things and whether they're just... They're just, you know, these gimmicks that are thrown around and they don't really do much. But, and I I kind of felt that when I was doing it at the start and I got a couple of levels down in my whys and didn't really, there wasn't any, you know, no lights went on for me. But then after pushing it a bit more and a bit more, then I discovered, yeah, really what my goal is, is to have portfolio of work that I'm really happy with so it's not necessarily the goal isn't just as simple as just face out client work it's really build up your portfolio into work that you're you're really proud of and uh and yeah subsequently you know your daily my daily routine of of work the work that I do day to day I'll be really satisfied in doing it and enjoy it a lot more um but so for me it actually really it really did work. So I, I would, even if you're skeptical about that sort of thing, I find this one, this one really did have something. So I would definitely try it out, like get a pen and paper and try and push yourself to five whys. Why you, what's your, find out your motivation for your goal. Yeah. I think this exercise as well needs time. Um, like you proved there that you, you it kind of needed a lot longer than you thought to get to your, your ultimate why so I do think this exercise needs time but I don't know about you Paddy but I'd be really interested to hear what people what people's reasons are would you absolutely yeah so it'd be cool if they could um if they could tweet us with their their whys at working out show or even email us if you want a bit more anonymity no anonymity what's that word Anonymity. Yes, that's it. Email us on info at workingoutpodcast.com. And as always, remember, if you enjoyed the show, we'd really like a positive rating on iTunes. Bye. See you later. <laughs>